Hello, church family, and welcome to our first ever Sabbath Sunday at Port City Community Church. Today, instead of gathering together in our church buildings in Wilmington and New Bern and Leland, uh, we're carving out this time on this day to intentionally rest and to practice what we've been learning together at Summer Sabbath. Even though we are scattered around our cities, around our region, and maybe even around the world, our hope is that today we can collectively take a deep breath, cease striving, and trust in God's provision together. We would love for you to watch this video or listen to this podcast individually or with your family or roommates or some friends and carve out a portion of this day to intentionally Sabbath, which literally means to stop. So if you're waiting on anybody or there's anything distracting right now or at any point you need to, uh, hit pause. Actually, pressing pause is a great practice for Sabbath. If you haven't already, we would encourage you to check out our Sabbath suggestions on our website at portcity.church/sabbath. There you're gonna find suggestions and a guide to help you intentionally make this day a day of Sabbath. Remember that Sabbath isn't about doing nothing. Sabbath is about doing intentional things, things that bring you rest, things that are life-giving, and ultimately things that point you to Jesus, who is able to restore us and to give our souls the rest they desperately long for. In just a few moments, we're gonna get to hear from our pastor, Mike Ashcraft. But before we get that time, I think it would be awesome for us to take some moments to quiet our hearts and quiet our minds in a time of prayer. And so as we move into this time of prayer, I invite you to get comfortable, uh, but not too comfortable. Nap time comes later. And before we pray, I would invite you to take a couple of just deep breaths. I know there's probably a lot of things in life that could be distracting in this moment. So just make a choice to be present, to be focused, and to be open to what God might want to say to you or do in you over these next few moments. We'll pray. You can pray quietly to yourself. Or if you're with your family, mom and dad, you can jump in and pray out loud over your family. And I'll lead us through three prayer prompts. And then I'll share a prayer for all of us. First, thank God for today, a day to rest and to focus on Him. Next, confess your need for God and your trust in Him. Lastly, ask God to meet you in this moment and to help guide you through this day. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this Sabbath Sunday. God, we pray that you would carve out the space, an intentional way for us to meet with you, to hear from you, to learn from you. God, we declare that we need you, we trust you. Would you lead us through this time? Would you speak to us? Would you encourage us? Will we find the rest that our souls so desperately need? In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Hey everybody, I'm so glad that we get to spend this Sabbath Sunday together and I hope that this has already proven to be a really helpful exercise for you and that you're finding sort of life and rest breathed back in to your own soul. I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out and hearing all the stories of how God uses this in the life of our church. As we've been treating the summer like a Sabbath, you know, we've explored the fact that Sabbath was woven into the very fabric of creation. We've been in, intended and designed to live in rhythms, and rhythms require for us to rest, to stop, so that we can bring our lives out of that place of fullness and then offer it to the world around us. We find that the, the, the command to, uh, for the Sabbath was given in the Old Testament, became one of the Ten Commandments, and it was given after they had led uh, the deliverance out of slavery in Egypt and were in the wilderness on the way to the Promised Land. We've observed, interestingly enough, that the Sabbath was given to us not after they arrived in the place of promise, but rather on the way to that place, which is a reminder to us that this is the way in which we live in the middle space. It's not just a celebration for a job well done, but it's something that we need desperately in order to live in the way that we've been intended to live. So God gives us this command. The Old Testament confirms this. The New Testament has a little bit different, different interaction with the Sabbath, particularly as we observe how Jesus interacted with it. And we find this to be one of the greatest points of tension between Jesus and the religious leaders. Most of their conflict was around Jesus' behavior on the Sabbath. Whether he was delivering evil spirits out of people or healing people, or in the case that we'll look at today, picking grain, we see this conflict kind of emerge. And today I want to look in Mark chapter 2 to see how Jesus responds and what he says to us about the Sabbath. We'll pick up in Mark chapter 2, verse 23, and I want to read this little section, verse 23 through 28. It says, One Sabbath Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples were walking, uh, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath day? And Jesus answers to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for the priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And Jesus is just pointing them to something they would have already known, how this seeming uh, encounter of David and the, and the priests eating the consecrated bread violated the law that they were all content, uh, commanded to keep. And then Jesus adds this, and this is what he says I want us to focus on for our time today in verse 27 and 28. Then he says to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now it's important to note that Jesus isn't playing loose with what the Father has commanded, but rather he is declaring his lordship over it. He says that the Son of Man is the Lord over the Sabbath. He's establishing his authority over the commands and over our lives and the way of life that he is inviting us to live within. I want you to take a moment and reflect on the question, what would it be like for Jesus to be Lord of the Sabbath? For him to be inviting you into his schedule on his time under his authority to have his way in whatever he chooses to do with you and how he chooses to provide for you in this moment here and now. As we consider the fact that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, I want us to back up and look at the phrase that he begins this section with in verse 27. And Jesus says to them that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The point of the law, of all the law, isn't compliance, right? We, we, God doesn't just give us rules for us to obey to see if we're going to obey them or not. 
there's actually a greater purpose in them. Think about the fact when we give our kids commands. If you say, do not cross the street without holding my, my hand, the point is not for them to hold your hand before crossing the street, right? The point is actually that they don't die. And more than that, the point is that they learn how to trust your voice and respond to your voice, which is the foundation of a relationship. The reason God invites us to Sabbath, the reason God invites us to, he gives us these commands, is for us to learn how to hear his voice and to trust his voice and out of that place to live in a relationship with him. And this is what he's saying about the Sabbath specifically. God hasn't created us to be rule keepers, but rather image bearers. The words of God are given to us for that purpose. We often read the Bible, we read the commands that are in the Bible as some kind of rule that we are to follow in order to prove to God how serious we are about our faith, some sort of test of our faith that's passed or failed. Instead, I want us to consider this as an invitation to express our faith. The idea is that our faith is what allows us to experience the reality of God's faithfulness. When we cease striving, as the Sabbath invites us to do, cease striving and we trust in His provision, when we stop worrying and stop trying to prove ourselves, when we actually find that God's provision is sufficient for us, we experience His faithfulness. And this is kind of the point. The goal of the Sabbath isn't just that we keep it, but that we live out of it. That we learn how to live in response to His invitation to rest, to His invitation to trust, to trust His call on our lives and ultimately His way of life that he's intended for us to live. We are not created to live under the obligation of the Sabbath. This is what Jesus meant when he said that, the, that man is not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for man. Sabbath was a gift to us. It's rather for us to live under the kind and the good rule of the Lordship of Jesus. He is Lord over the Sabbath. He is Lord over our lives. The Sabbath was made for us to enjoy and to experience life with Him. So let's consider the Sabbath as an opportunity, an invitation to express our faith, an invitation to arrange our lives around the intended rhythms of dependence that actually restore our souls and align us with the way in which we've been intended to live. Instead of us thinking about the reality that we're making time for God, what if we thought about it in the opposite way? That God has set aside time for us, that He has made the Sabbath for us, and He's invited you to participate with Him in that to come to Him and to cease striving, to find what it is that you are actually looking for and to experience what it is that you are actually longing for and to awaken to the hope that is yet to come. And often when we find the peace and the satisfaction that goes into those moments, our default is to try and to freeze those moments or to recreate them so we can control them and make them happen whenever we want instead of learning how to commit ourselves to responding to the rhythms that he's called to live uh, for us to live in and to receive from him at those moments when we cease striving and trust his provision the whole idea is that we cease striving and we trust his provision by taking his invitation to sabbath to rest when we experience these moments of peace, when God satisfies us as we trust in His provision, our posture is often to try to freeze these moments or to create some system where we can recreate them whenever we feel like we need them. Instead, God invites us simply to live in the rhythm that He has established, to trust Him that when we cease striving and trust His provision, He will meet us in those moments to provide us with the rest that we are looking for. So as we begin to wrap up this Sabbath Sunday, I want for us to get really practical and spend some time helping you process and even make some preparations for how we're gonna do Sabbath from this point forward. 
And depending on your family dynamics or your season of life or other circumstances, it might look differently for you and you might need to be a little bit creative about this. But again, the point of the Sabbath is not about us keeping rules, but about entering into the relationship with God that He has invited us into and to experience the rest that comes with life in His presence. So I want you to take a moment and process these next few questions. And if you're tuning in individually, you can just reflect on them silently, or better yet, get your journal out and write down your thoughts. Or if you're with your friends or roommates or your family, I maybe want to just hit pause and talk about your responses to this, these questions um, together. So the first question is, what does a typical Sunday look like for you? Question number two, what makes a Sunday a good day or not such a good day for you? Now consider this, what would it look like if you deliberately set apart a portion of your day to Sabbath, to rest, to be mindful of God, to receive and to trust His provision? to enjoy the good gifts that He has made available to you, to us, and to find rest that your soul so desperately needs. Just picture this. What if every week you had a day just like the one we just described? A day of rest, a day that is set apart, a day that is focused on an intentional relationship with God to receive from Him what He has made available for you. How might that impact or affect the other six days of your week? For me, this whole season has taught me and given me so much hope that instead of looking for a Sabbath to be a place of recovery, the Sabbath actually becomes a place where I encounter God and am filled and then live from rest rather than living for rest. And so as we learn how to establish these rhythms, we are practicing this is not gonna be perfect, and that's the reason we're starting to do this together, to learn what it looks like to live in the rhythms that God intends for you and that He intends for me. As we practice this Sabbath Sunday, some of you are already thinking, right, that you've already been distracted or you haven't done it just right, and this is not gonna be perfect, and that's the reason we are practicing and why we are practicing this together, to learn how to live in the rhythms that God has established for us. So just remember that it's practice, and we are learning to live in the rhythms that God has given to us. So as we share this experience together, I would love to pray for us as we continue to allow God to teach us what it means for us to live from Sabbath rest. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Sabbath. As we think about your words, and particularly the words of Jesus with the Sabbath, we are reminded not only that the Sabbath a gift to us, but the reason Sabbath is a gift to us is because Jesus is Lord of all. So Lord, as we gather and we stop and pause, would you remind us of how good and kind and faithful your rule and reign really is. And Father, then would you expose to us places where we resist that. And those are places more than likely where we most desperately need to find rest, where we most desperately need your life to touch ours. God, would you do that for us? 
And Father, would you use our efforts? We are, we are practicing Sabbath and, and in faith, believing that you provide and that you are trustworthy and that you are good. And may we experience your faithfulness and in doing so live in a deeper and more dependent relationship with you for the sake of what you long to do in us and for the sake of what you long to do through us. Father, would these rhythms take root in our lives and allow us to live whole and allow us to live free and allow us to live full. What a beautiful thing that you have given to us. And may we, may we take it and receive it faithfully. And I ask all of this, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is Lord over the Sabbath and who is our King. And it's in his name I pray, amen. Church, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful for what God has been doing in our church this summer through Summer Sabbath, but we're also so excited about what God is gonna continue to do as we continue to learn and build rhythms of Sabbath rest and Sabbath trust in our lives. In just a few weeks, summer is gonna to come to an end, and with it, Summer Sabbath. But our hope is that we wouldn't simply move on from this idea of Sabbath, but that we would make Sabbath an integral part of our lives. And so before we close, I wanna ask one more question to you. And the question is this, what would it look like to make Sabbath a regular rhythm in your weekly schedule? And now as you go and you carve out time to practice Sabbath, I hope that you are encouraged and I hope that you're challenged to consider how you can make these practices a more regular rhythm in your life with your family and your community. As we close out this time, I do invite you to join us tomorrow for our weekday podcast as we begin looking at Psalm 63 together. And we can't wait to see you this Sunday at all of our campuses as we begin to land the plane on summer Sabbath together. Until then, blessings.